0: Hi, boys and girls, and welcome back. It is week three of the college football season, and therefore week three of the Carla and Crappy show. Um, Carla, we usually are, are fairly uh, organic about naming our episodes, but we might have to call this one uh, the, the hurricane episode because there yeah. seems to be a lot of that going around uh, this this weekend, um, and it's definitely affecting the college football world. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about one specifically. Uh, guys, As you as you know, um, I, I am in Pittsburgh uh, and uh, taping on my lovely studio here uh, in the upstairs of my house. Carla is in Nashville. Yes, I am. Um, good morning.
1: <laughs> the literal hey. raise your coffee edition. That's every Saturday morning.
0: That's it. we're, we're taking this morning. So this might be a, a that might be a good name for it as well. Um, I, I wanted. I, I have to ask you this right away first. Um, mm-hmm. One of the games that's been changed up for this is um, the Maya Ohio University Wildcats were to play at UVA on Saturday, right. and they have moved the game out of the entire state of Virginia completely and are playing on Saturday in Vanderbilt. Yes. So, Carla, will you go watch my Bobcats beat an ACC team on Saturday? Um, you know, I, I
1: am really, really sad about this because, um, yeah, I, I abs- if I was still going to be in town this weekend, <laughs> I absolutely would go. So um, all of you Ohio U grads, um, go to this football game um i hope to see maybe some vanderbilt kids at this football game to go support these two teams that have been mm. displaced by by weather um i think it would be a ton of fun um mm-hmm. i i really wish i could go um however i am actually on my way north today okay. <laughs> of all things um heading home to uh i'm attending a conference and then going to go see my parents and so um is i have a i have a, a young nephew who is turning four this weekend so oh. I'm going home for a birthday party yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Jonah. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I'm sad. I mean, I'm glad that Vanderbilt was able to work this out and move this game here. Um, Nashville goes support these two teams that are here um, because they have to be, because they're getting out of harm's way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope, it's a, I hope it's a good environment for both of these two teams. It's actually probably a shorter trip for Ohio.
0: Um, oh, it might be. It might be. Uh, to that, come that's, here. That's, yeah. so,
1: but, but kudos to everybody involved who helped make this happen. So that this game didn't have to get canceled. I know a lot of other games have actually just flat out been canceled mm-hmm. for this weekend. Um, and uh,
0: there, there are a bunch. Uh, yeah. uh, UNC canceled, NC State canceled, Virginia Tech canceled. canceled. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina is actually playing today. We're taping this on Wednesday um, instead of playing uh, instead of hosting a home game on Saturday. Um, Wake. This is this is curious. Uh, Wake is playing is, is continuing to play their Boston College um game that they have scheduled for Thursday night. They've moved that up 2 hours to a 5:30 start. Um, although now it's actually that's actually looking like a decent decision yeah. because it looks like the hurricane may may stall a little bit. Um I, I, and here's the thing that I'm I'm curious about um I actually think this uh, the, the change will actually it, it benefits OU um f- moving from from Charlottesville to Nashville. Um I, you know, it, it, UVA is a three and a half point favorite. And if, you know, if you pay attention to these things, the, 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 the kind of conventional wisdom is, is three points is what you get for playing at home. Right. So I, you know, you, you erase that advantage. Uh, suddenly you're, you're in a place that um you're like, in use case, your, your routine has already been, uh, it, it's already changed because you're going on the road.
2: So right. it doesn't
0: really matter where you go on the road. UVA uh, looking forward to a home game, um, right? You know, home fans, all of that stuff, and suddenly they got uprooted and and go play someplace uh, in a whole other state. Um, that play play a home game in in a whole other state. I'm curious, as someone who is who has um done, done the professional sports writing thing, mm-hmm. um, who, who how how does this affect the teams? Um, I mean, is it is this a, a how does it how does it help or hurt with the preparation this week? Um just kind of having an uncertainty about uh, you know, whether or not you're gonna play, or are you gonna move? Or are you gonna are you gonna call it off? Um right. how, how does that go?
1: Um for for the players, the coaches are gonna try to to make it as normal of a week as, as possible. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to try to make the shift um, to okay, we're gonna prep for this like it's an away game now. Mm-hmm. Um, and start making their preparation, especially because they were able to make the accommodations relatively early in the week. Um, so there's enough time to kind of shift everything. Where all the chaos is is actually in the front offices. Um, mm-hmm. It's in it's in the administrative offices that are trying to work out the logistics of okay, we suddenly need a hotel. We suddenly need enough hotel rooms in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about Nashville. That's not an easy thing to do um, to find enough hotel rooms for two football teams. I can
0: recommend a nice Airbnb. I can do that. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, they might find that helpful. Yeah. Send that to okay. Um, But no, it, 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 there's a lot of logistics and I think that's where the chaos is and, and the coaching staffs are going to try their best to prevent that from happening because let's be honest, it's not that different for Ohio, but they're going through the same, we need new hotel rooms problem. Okay, true. You true. know, so there is still some, some chaos there. I, I don't think because it wasn't a last minute, like, oh my gosh, we're packing up and moving this game to Nashville, I think the coaches would probably do as good of a, a job as they can. The, the big difference here is, is the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now you're playing a game on neutral site. Um, Virginia's home field is usually um, something that they can play in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to be a, a rather loud stadium, um, and they're not going to have that here. Um, so I do think that disrupts some things. It might disrupt the way that they handle um, play calling and those sorts of things. Um, but it, it does it, it? It does impact the kids, um, mm-hmm. especially you know when you think of these kids coming from you know, getting out of sports writer mode here and moving into um, adjunct faculty member mode. Okay. okay. Um, you, you suddenly have. To, I mean, these kids thought they were going to be in class all week.
0: Right.
1: You know, and now suddenly that's being disrupted as well. Um, so so there's a lot of moving pieces here. It will, There will be some some adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, I, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think they'll do everything they can to make it as normal of a week as possible.
0: Okay. One that I'm curious about, uh, uh, and, and I, I bring this up only because there was just such an interesting game to watch, I, I think two seasons ago, uh, Notre Dame at Clemson um, in the aftermath of, of a, a, a tropical storm of some kind, I don't remember. How serious it was um but they, they went ahead and played in clemson and as of uh as of this morning clemson had not announced any changes um to their game on saturday so i'm, I'm wondering if uh I'm, I'm i'm half curious to see because you remember the, the notre dame game and how swampy that was yeah um, it was it was a gross wet mess. Wasn't and, that the uh, game
1: that had like a like had like seven inches of standing water on the sidelines?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was crazy, and and it seems like this has the potential to do that as well. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm I, I actually would be really surprised if they if they play that game or if they uh, if they don't uh, move it or, or do something um, to go ahead with it as scheduled. Seems like a curious choice, but Dabo is a is a curious man, so maybe. Maybe that's all part of his plan. Um, be, before we get to uh, to the games that you and I were going to talk about, uh, we are going to welcome back AJ, our Pac-12 After Dark correspondent, uh, for the very first time this year. Um, he would have been here last week, but he's protesting the corruption of his beloved West Coast shootouts by the Big Ten coach who does his best to suck the joy out of college football each and every weekend. Um, that is Mark Antonio and his Michigan State Spartans.
2: Um, AJ, AJ will explain this. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. It's your buddy, AJ. Uh, Filing my first Pac-12 report of the year. Um, I didn't do one last week, and there's a good reason for that. Um, It was protest, really. Um, How dare you, Michigan State, bring your trash Big Ten offense nonsense to my beloved Pac-12 after dark? And then proceed to give everyone a trash Big Ten game. How dare you. That was protest. That was fully protest. Week one, just didn't do it. Week two, protest. Week three, though. Back at it. Because, everyone. It's Mountain West Pac-12 Challenge Week. Yeah, that's a thing. We don't necessarily talk about it in the same way that we talk about SEC SOCON Challenge weekend or Big Ten versus MAC weekend. That's happening this week. Shh. Don't tell anyone outside of the Midwest. The Big Ten is playing MAC teams this week. Woo! Except for Ohio State. They played Rutgers last week. Same thing. Anyways, so uh, let's talk about a couple games here. Number one, we got USC Texas, uh, which I'm sure they're crappy. And Carla, will talk about uh, USC is going to beat that ass because uh, Texas. What what are you doing? You lost to Maryland straight up, and then just did not look good this week. So sorry, y'all. USC is going to beat that. Uh, let's see here. We got Washington, Utah at ten o'clock. Uh, Washington coming fresh off of uh, you know losing to Auburn, getting back at it last week. They're gonna face a feisty uh, Utah defense that is just not here for your playing around. Um, I really, I think Washington has a, a legitimate shot to win the rest of their games. Um, they are clearly the t- the most talented team in the conference, um, but I just don't see uh, uh, Washington getting out of the Pac twelve schedule um, without one completely brain burning loss. Uh, there's just too much out there. I know the crappy put him in this final four. Uh, but yeah, Washington, Washington is susceptible to what I like to refer to as the no one is watching this on the East Coast. How did you lose by five to Arizona State sort of game? Right? They're completely susceptible to that because the Pac 12 is the monster that eats itself. Um, so that's kind of where I think Washington will end up uh, landing. We also have. Uh, a very, very, very fun game. We have Arizona, Arizona State-San Diego State at 1030. Y'all, I thought Herm Edwards was going to be bad. I thought it was going to be rough. And here he is, doing well. The CEO mindset is here. Which means, yes, you, Illinois, you can be coached by Dick Giron soon. I'm sorry, you already have Lovey Smith. Same thing. Um, it, I'm very intrigued. Uh, Arizona State looks like they're playing really well. Manny Wilkins is Many Wilkins is this year's Khalil Tate. This year's Khalil Tate is not good. <laughs> Y'all don't don't watch Arizona. I'll tell you when to watch Arizona. Don't watch Arizona. Um, Khalil Tate. It's like Kevin Sumlin doesn't know what to do with him yet. It's like he doesn't know that Khalil Tate is really, really, really incredible, and is trying to shove him into some sort of pocket passer pocket. I'm going to try that again. Pocket passer offense um, that he just doesn't fit. Uh, you got to let Khalil Tate run, and like when you have a guy who was running for like 200 yards a game last year, and you're trying to shove him into the pocket and not let him be the 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 runner that he is you are cutting off at least half of his ability, and that is really not helpful for you as a coach. Um, we have a, one more game that I want to get into, and it is a travesty that it is happening at the time that it's happening. Um, I do want to point out the, the University of Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, are um, amazing, this year, uh, they've been putting up a ton of offense. They're playing super fun football again. They're playing that like 07 Hawaii offense where like they're going to score 100 points a game and no one seems to be able to do anything about it. Um, it is a real travesty because Hawaii is crossing the uh, crossing at least a quarter of the globe to go play army in West Point. At, and have to play a noon game. Hawaii fans, I don't know how many of them there are. There might be some, I don't know. But Hawaii fans will have to wake up at I think 7 a.m. to watch this game. This is like watching this is like watching the Premier League in the U.S. Like it's just it's just mean for people to do that. Uh, one other game this is just a tiny, teeny, tiny game. Boise State's going to Oklahoma State. That should be a super fun game. That's at 3:30. Highly recommend you watch that. Uh Oklahoma State right now is a three and a half point favorite. Um that should be super fun to watch. Uh Brett Rippin is he's doing things, y'all. Uh he has uh he's beaten um oh I'm blanking on the previous quarterback's name, Kellen. he's broken Kellen's records uh for uh for a bunch of passing records at Boise State. So highly recommend you watch that game. That's at three thirty and it will be on ESPN. Um I'm pretty sure that the Hawaii Army game is on CBS Sports. Yes, proper proper Mountain West football uh, to networks. So watch all these games. I'll be staying up late. Follow me on the hat on the hashtag pack tw- hashtag Pack Twelve After Dark, uh, and I will see you after Crappy goes to bed. Bye.
0: Uh, Carl, one quick question based on on, on uh, AJ's craps about Michigan State. Um, Michigan State equals the New Jersey Devils. I know you're a hockey fan. Thoughts? Do you think that things snap comparison?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> hmm. Michigan State, maybe the Boston Bruins. Uh, yeah. they're sometimes really really good, and sometimes you don't really like. Sometimes they're they they, they Although New Jersey Devils isn't a isn't a bad. You know, yeah, okay, AJ, I'll give that one to you. Okay. Fine. Okay.
0: New now, now, our games that we're going to talk about, um, none of which I don't think will be affected by rain of any kind, um, they still should be pretty entertaining. Uh, we're going to start our Saturday uh, in uh, Stillwater, uh, number 17, Boise State, at number 24, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is favored by two and a half. Recall the thing that I said about uh, home favorites getting three automatically. And the over-under for this game, you know I had to bring it up, is uh, 64, which actually seems a little low to me maybe uh, yeah yeah
1: i was <laughs> just say, what do you think i don't care what the over under is take the over <laughs> 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 this game is going to be if if there was such a thing as big 12 mid afternoon like pack 12 afternoon games to crazy okay. this game right here is the game that would qualify for that because you have two teams that just love offense um you, you have um gundy's fun and gun um, over on the Oklahoma State sideline. they—they um, they, Last year, we talked about these guys last year a lot, especially on the defensive side of the ball, as in they didn't really have one. Right. Um, they played just enough defense to be able to um, outscore every team that they played, and that was actually a pretty effective strategy for them mm-hmm. for most of the season mm-hmm. um, in the Big 12. But they changed defensive coordinators in the offseason um, in hopes of trying to alleviate that defensive issue Here's the thing. They've played two cupcakes in the first two weeks. We have no idea if this defense is fixed or not. Right. Um, and on the other side of the ball, they, they lost their two largest offensive weapons in Mason Rudolph and James Washington. So they're trying to replace their starting quarterback, the, one of the most prolific wide receivers in school history. And they have a defense that we still don't know whether or not is legit. Um, but there's not a lot different on the Boise side of the ball they have the leading passer in FBS right now um, mm-hmm. in in their quarterback. Um, they had a solid defense last year, and they've actually returned most of those starters. Um, and they were predicted to win the Mountain West again this mm-hmm. year because that's what Boise does. And they just flat-out leveled UConn last week. Yep. Um, and, and that's probably stronger competition um, than either of the two teams that Oklahoma State has faced. I feel more confident about Boise State's, ability to play defense
0: mm-hmm.
1: than Oklahoma state's ability to play defense. And I think that's the deciding factor in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and, and call a bit of an upset here, even though mm-hmm. Boise is ranked higher, um, <laughs> but technically Oklahoma state is the favorite at home. I think Boise wins this game because of just because of that defense.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, the, I, watch this game guys, if you yes. can, because this is going to be ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, one team is, is scoring 59 a game. The other is scoring uh, 56 a game. Um, I, I, I the thing that I noted, uh, you know, it's 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 hard in week three to to, to really feel like you have a, a solid understanding of what a team is about. Um, and, and in this case, yeah, I mean, uh, Oklahoma State uh, has uh, has played, uh, you know, directional Missouris and Alabamas. Um, Boise's uh, games against Troy and UConn, I think, are uh, a step up. Uh, from from the Oklahoma State uh, the competition that Oklahoma State has faced so far. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I I I think uh, you know one team's cupcakes are, are a bit tougher than the other team's cupcakes. Uh, Boise State's defense is uh, is it's it's solid and it's experienced. Um, and that's something that Oklahoma State can't claim. So I'm 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 with you. I think this is a, a win for Boise State uh, on the road, and kind of sets them maybe on the path that uh, uh, that, that Central Florida uh, took last year. Um, the uh, this this sets up pretty nicely for them. Uh, next game, legit big game, uh, number twelve LSU at number seven Auburn. Auburn is favored by nine and a half, and um, the over under just I. Uh, if if uh, 64 is too hot is too low for Boise State and Oklahoma I think the over under 44 might be a little high yeah. for this game Carla, what do you think
1: yeah that that, that's a, that sounds about right um this is going to be one of those classic SEC affairs that we used to hate yes um back in the back in the days of the um. What was that game that was it LSU Auburn a couple of several years ago that went 6-3? The, the, baseball, um, game. Yeah. the, the baseball game. Yeah. The baseball game. Right, right. Yeah. Um we might have one of those on our hands. So it would be really funny if you watch these two games back to back um you know because you're going to talk about um complete different style of play. I I right. I I I must apologize to the LSU fan base because okay. in week 1 of this sh- of this show I questioned um what was going on with the lsu offense and Mm -hmm. edo's this decision to try to go pro style um you were absolutely right on joe burrow Mm -hmm. he is fun to watch he's got a heck of an arm he's the perfect guy to try to pull that off at lsu and he proved that with that win against miami yes (laughs) um that was and we talked about that briefly last week that that was a heck of a win now we get to find out if lsu was legit Um, because we thought Miami was legit, but then after that game, we're kind of on the fence as to what's really going on, um, in South Florida, but well, they will sort that out. But I I think this is a real true test, especially going on the road. There's no, there is, there are very few places harder to play than Jordan Hare, um, especially on a Saturday afternoon. Um, the big thing that LSU needs to avoid is the late in game slump. It's happened in both of their last two games. So in the first game against Miami, they were firing on all cylinders. They were doing a great job stopping the Miami defense or stopping the Miami offense, but then they allowed two late scores and their first and their first teamers were still out there. They weren't substituting mm-hmm. in. That was their legit first mm-hmm. team. It looked like maybe there was a little fatigue factor. It's the first game of the season. That's that's understandable, but they did it again last week against the Cupcake where they came out and they fired on all cylinders on offense and then only scored one more time in the second half. And when you're playing a cupcake, that's not necessarily the output that you want to see. Now, true, they probably had most of their second teamers in the second half, but still, mm-hmm. this was southeastern Louisiana, I believe, that they were playing. This mm-hmm. is a team that you should, your second teamer should be able to score on them. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of a head scratcher and something to be a, a little bit worried about on the LSU sideline. Auburn, on the other hand, I mean, they surprised all of us in week one by being able to to pull off a win against Washington that that felt more convincing than the final score looked. Um, It felt like Auburn had better control of that game for most Mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the thing. Washington in that game was able to stop the Auburn rush attack. Mm -hmm. Um, The the Auburn run game just couldn't get anything. Jarrett Stidham won that game for Auburn. Um, And LSU has a pretty good defense. So this this is a really intriguing matchup, right? Because you have an <laughs> LSU defense that could actually stop the, the ground game, and we've seen that that, that that's effective. Mm-hmm. Can LSU score enough points against the Auburn defense to be able to keep this game close? I still think Auburn is the better team here. um, mm-hmm. and, and they're playing at home, and I think Auburn's going to win this game. But, gosh, I think this could be close. I think it could be – um you know, I think everybody kind of counted off LSU after the win after Miami was like, yeah, that was a nice win. Let's go see you play the big guys. Mm -hmm. I think they can hang with Auburn. I think this is going to be a good game and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I'm going to give the edge to Auburn because they've played in a really, really big game. They've stopped an offense that is somewhat similar to the offense that LSU is running now. And they figured out a way to win even when their ground game was stopped. So that's why I'll give the edge to Auburn in this one. But man, this is gonna be a fun one too.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, and I, I've, I've mentioned this. I think uh, this will be the my third mention of it so far this season. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm really curious about what LSU is going to do this year. Um, yeah. again, it's, it's, because of Joe Burrow. Um, but I, it, as I watch, um, the, 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 the problem with the, uh, with the late game slumps aside, I, I, I suspect, um, the, the, the Louisiana Tigers, not the Auburn Tigers. Um, you know, I, I, I suspected they would benefit from having a good quarterback on the roster for the first time in, uh, forever. forever. <laughs> um, and that's, and, 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 it's worked out that way. I mean, it's not, it is not a, um, a flashy offense, um, but Joe Burrow is playing really well and it's, and it's become an, an effective offense. And I think that's just going to get better every week, um. Because keep in mind that he didn't join uh, LSU until after spring practices, so he hasn't had um, a ton of time with right. his new team, and, and and already looks pretty solid. Um, so you know they have their their marquee win uh, on the opening weekend against Miami, Auburn, uh, the the win against Washington, which was one of my Final Four teams. It um, uh, looks equally uh, or or perhaps more impressive. Um, both teams have uh, have really won one really solid defensive effort so far in those in those first games. Um, I, I I struggle with this a little bit too. And and if this were actually a gambling show, um, I would look at this line and think, huh, LSU and the points looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a nine point five. is a bunch. Uh, given that we we pick winners here. And and not point spreads. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Auburn just because they're at home. But boy, that's this feels like a really tight game to me. Hi Charlie, Um, and I and I think uh, I I think Auburn Auburn will Auburn Auburn's gonna win, but um, uh, uh, they aren't gonna they aren't gonna cover in this one. I think it's gonna be a tighter game than that. And then finally, for the first time, I get to talk about my Buckeyes. <laughs> um, I, and
1: Charlie is very excited about this. Charlie is
0: really excited about this. Uh, this, of course, is a number four Ohio State at um, at. Uh, technically, this is not this is a neutral site game, um, but we're going to call it what it is. At number fifteen TCU in Jerryland, Ohio State is favored by thirteen. What do you think?
1: So I'm going to leave a lot of the analysis on this game to you, but I'll, I'll add a little bit of commentary <laughs> here because okay. um, I'm because I, I know you have a lot to say about this game. So. Um, this is the game we've all been, we've all had circled since the beginning of the season, since everything, um, you know, all, all of the the stuff started coming out of Columbus. Um, this was the game that everyone was like, this is the one that we're going to see if Ohio State um, is able to to overcome the off-field mm-hmm. situation. Um Ohio State's done what we expected them to do in the first. All of that, and I know that's not an easy thing to say. All of that aside, because that's not what I'm trying to say here. But if you look at just what's happening on the field, Ohio mm-hmm. State did exactly what everybody thought they were going to do at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, won their first two games easily. Um, TCU has struggled a little bit um, early in games. They've been getting off the slow start, so they 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 were actually down early to SMU last week. Um, mm-hmm. Before they figured things out and got things going, um, so offensively they're still trying to put this together. And to be perfectly frank, they are rebuilding their offensive line this right. year, um, and so that's not a good situation going up against an Ohio State defense that likes to rush the passer. Um, that's that's the the game in the trenches here does not look pretty for the Horn Frogs. Um, right. The other thing is is that we talked about this last season a lot too was that this this Greg Patterson defense. Sometimes has disciplinary issues that 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 reared their their ugly heads at the end of the season last year, where they had a bunch of kids thrown out for targeting. Um, it affected them down the stretch in the Big 12. Um have they corrected these disciplinary issues? Because gosh darn it, they need to in this game. Mm-hmm. Um if if TCU gets down in this game and TCU or yeah, if TCU is down in this game and the defense can't hold it together. This game could get ugly pretty quickly. I already think this is going to be a fairly easy Ohio State win because of the battle in the trenches. Because I just don't think TCU can can keep up with that, um, and I think their their young quarterback is going to have a long, long afternoon um, in Jerry World and get get to know that that turf quite well. Um, I that's just the way I see this playing out. I think I think Ohio State wins this game pretty easily. That it's decided fairly. Um, early in the game, just because of those mismatches, but I'll see what you have to say on all of that. <laughs> okay.
0: um, I, I will confess that I, I actually did not spend a whole lot of time uh, digging into what TCU has done so far this season. I, I, I know you know Southern and SMU um, are, are their first two opponents. They beat them pretty handily, but again, w- w- as you mentioned, with slow starts, um, I know that you know there is some motivation, uh, kind of to defend the honor of. Of the Big 12. Um, and, and certainly, and especially TCU and Baylor have a, a specific problem with Ohio State because Ohio State literally has kept them out of the playoffs uh, the, the once or twice since the, since the playoffs started. So yeah. they have that motivation. Um, I get that. Uh, the, the the things that you mentioned uh, about uh, rebuilding an offensive line, I think as you mentioned about a slow start, that does not bode well <laughs> for uh, the Horny Toads. Um, uh, Ohio State's, uh, you know, this is nothing, uh, uh, nothing, no one, uh, we, we don't know already, Ohio State's first two opponents don't exactly inspire fear in anyone, but they're, you know, they're two power five opponents. Um, and and Ohio State has, uh, has um, steamrolled them. Um, and um, I think um, Ohio State's going to win this one, one pretty handily, I sure. think. think. Um, um,
1: and I, I want to get one more thing in before we wrap the show this week. Yes. And I need to raise my glass. Yes. my coffee mug coffee mug to Bern- to bernard clark junior and the robert morris colonials on his first career win as a head coach winning over virginia state last weekend in dramatic fashion at the joe mm-hmm. um blocking a field goal at the end of the game so that's that's a that's a big win for that team that that's had a couple of down years yes. um to win a big game like that and and bernard clark's first win as a head coach cheers colonials go bob
0: Cheers coach. Nice work. Um, guys, you can find the Carlin crappy show everywhere for the duration of the college football season, uh, to check out the video version, search Carlin crappy show on YouTube or uh, find our Facebook page for the audio version. Um, in case you want the Carly and crappy show in your head, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play and tune in as well as the Facebook page. If you like the show, please rate and review. If you don't mind your own damn business. Um, thank you to AJ. Thank you, Carla. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you. You too. Um, Go Bobcats. Welcome to Nashville. Go Bobcats.
0: We appreciate that. And um, if you're in Nashville, guys, go see that game. Uh, The the Vanderbilt Stadium looks kind of cool, and and it should be fun. And, guys, thank you for watching. You have a great weekend as well, and we will see you back here next week.